Okay. Okay, we began the latter half of last night's shear. The new sugya will start again because we didn't get very far. So if you're joining us, just go to page one. We'll see the Pusik and then we'll continue where we left off. So... The Pasuk, one Pasuk, and there will be a Machlekes Tanaim, what the Pasuk is covering, and there are many different options to main Tanaim, which we'll get to in the Gemara, and we'll try to point out the Nafkaminas as we go along. Right now, we're just trying to cover a few Rishonim on Chumash. Rashi yesterday, and I'll show you the Rashi again, because you'll see right away from the Gemara, which we might start tonight, that Rashi seems to be taking a position, there's always a position, the question is, is the Pashup shot, or does he feel that we should pass him like this, that's going to be part of the tumult. Rashi says, okay, It sounds like Xerida writes, Men for women, women for men. Which is also considered perfectly fine for women, not considered vain. And uh, it's a mitzvah, perhaps. And by men, it becomes an iser. Rashi sounds like he's bringing it down to Pasha on the Pasha. There should be an iser. The Raisa, we'll see in the Gemara, that the Gemara is discussing this very point. Is it an iser, is it an iser, it's certainly an iser. Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, if you look at the next page, even before Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar will go in order, Tagim Yenison is from Tanaim. So Tagim Yenison says, this is widely quoted, we don't really paskin like this application, but it's certainly something to be concerned about why start up with another shita if you don't have to. During the discussion, which we're going to mention here, but the discussion in the public view, why don't women, or why shouldn't women, or why can't women wear a talus or tefillin? So Amesha says something very important for the overview of this sugya. And as I mentioned last night, besides the fascinating sugya and the practical applications for us, in the last uh, 40 years in this country, this sogia became very explosive. So we're going to make reference, you shouldn't get to the conversation, but it's with Damash Atoshiv. Moshe says that women have their own set of mitzvahs and the things they have to accomplish in their realm. One of the interesting things, like what Tamatari is for a man, Sneez is for a woman, man has to be Tznu also. And the women have a chalik in the Tamatera. That's why you're all sitting here now, due to the Nashim Tzidkaniyas who let you out of the house after a long day. And everybody has their role, and a lot of the roles intersect and a team effort. Ramesha makes a comment in a very strong way, and he says, if a lady wants to volunteer for a mitzvah, there are many mitzvahs she can volunteer for, even when she's not mitzvah. But if she wants to do it because she's angry at Halacha, and she's angry at the Torah, she's angry at the Rabbanon, she's angry at the Messiah, that's Kfirah. And you have to be Beidik where it's coming from. And often there's an in-between where the 
lady herself could mean well, and she just misled by those proposing and pushing such an agenda. And there are many people in the middle. We always like to assume the people themselves of the Shane Shemayim, but they're just being misled, and they're being convinced they should be angry, they should, if it's good enough for a man, it's good enough for a lady, and why can't we be involved, hence the mess of the Kaisel. Halavai, they should want to daven. They don't daven, they just want to daven by the Kaisel. Well, where's that coming from? So for first daven, and then we'll talk about the Kaisel. No, it's all about dominating the uh, from people dominating and the orthodox dominating the men dominating and you know we're going to have our say and we're going to so then the whole thing's has a trade to begin with the buzzword now is patriarchy ah uh, why is that a new buzzword no I'm saying that's, what, that's the word that, that's used to describe the fact that it's it's a male to male to male to male actually Judaism in terms of yichas goes by the females just let them know if you ever I mean, shouldn't get into these discussions with them. The but I'm just saying, somebody should point out that their chashivas is so much that whether you're a yid or not depends on the mother, not the father. They have changed that because they don't have too many people coming to their temple, so they want to get more people involved. Hence what we mentioned on Shabbos when we were talking about the yichus and the geiris and the DNA, that this fellow, who I'm sure means well, and that's being nice, other people would have other choice words, uh, said that they just ran numbers and... Uh, uh, 25% of people in all of South America have some Jewish roots. He says Jewish roots like maybe 3%, 5%, 8%. That means they're most of the time non-Jews. You have to have mother, 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 mother going up to a Marano from the Spanish Inquisition. But uh, he says they, everybody's got some Jewish blood, which is no Chiddush. But 25% of them have Jewish blood, also no Chiddush. But he's all excited. He says we should go and work on Geras and having them join the Jewish people. Most insane idea. It's all we need. Like we don't have enough problems in the world. We should get people who will never keep mitzvahs to become garam, which they can't because they can't. They won't be makabel mitzvahs, and then confuse everybody even more. So it's all part of the you know, just do what you feel and you know, just join. And if anybody would say that that's insane, as I just said, must be they have an agenda and these are uh, controlling things. So the good news is, um, they have no reason to want to control things if. Uh, you want to do something that makes more money, you could do something else. Why would you want to be a, a royal Paskini Shailist? <laughs> why, why, why would somebody, if they would know what, uh, what it takes to be involved, to give everything to Messiah, so why would you want to do it unless you really were doing it Lishma, we hope. So the whole thing is just, it's a, it's a lack of understanding of what the Messiah is all about and what Messiah's Nefesh with the Tanam and Amaraim who were... Uh, who were interested in doing nothing but uh, being Mabit's Torah and giving over the Messiah, and they did it with extreme Messiah's If they would know the whole history, they wouldn't be saying that. We don't take it personally. It's just Nebuch that uh, anybody who is saying that we don't look to invite people is uh, trying to be exclusionary. We will um, take anybody who's sincerely interested in doing mitzvahs, uh, not because that 4% blood came in from some Murano in Spain. It's just the whole thing is... So it's more the same... Just let them know if, it, if the word comes up, that, that catchphrase, uh, let them know we, Judaism follows the ladies, not the, not the men, which somehow has been lost in the conversation. Anyway, getting back to the story here. So the Targum Yenison says it's an Isadaraisa of La Sobush and La Yobush, and one's the men, one's the ladies. In this case, the ladies wearing Tefillin and Tzitzis. So he says, besides the problems that they're doing it in all probability because they want, they've been told that they're being left out and they want to do it, which, again, I'm not blaming the Amaratsim in the middle, I'm blaming the people who are pushing this agenda, some of which claim to be orthodox. 
but it's also, since it became something in the domain of the men who mochir if they wear it, that's lavush, and that's also a problem with this is the racer. Whether we pass like that nakuda is a different shmuz, we pass this is we don't, but technically they'd be allowed to, and everybody loves discussing micha bashol, that's the only confirmed case of a lady wearing tefillin, and if you remember from the Navi Shir, there was a reason for it. Why was Dafka Micha Bashol? Because she was Bashol, and Shol's whole Ashkaf Sachaim was tremendous uh, anivus and lack of Hesachadas and always being involved in the Aveda. And it's, I'm not doing justice to it now, but we've explained it further in the Shir. But the reason why the only recorded Sikhsuk between Davra Melech and Rebetzin Michal was when he was dancing with what she thought was wild abandon, which was not. But she says, how can you do that? You're a simple cloak and you're dancing in front of everybody. Because in Shoal's house, the Malchus and the cover of Malchus ended up being very guarded, even though at the beginning it wasn't because he was trying to do Tshuva Samishka. We discussed that recently. And she wore Tfilin because there was no Hesachadas. Now, the department of Tfilin is the classic mitzvah where you can't have Hesachadas. It's not a coincidence. That's why she's a Michal out of all. She was a great Tzadikist out of all the Tzadikists and all of history. Only Michal Bashal. So then they say, well, what about Rashi's daughters? We have no clue whether they did or didn't. We don't even uh, know how many daughters he had or... Rashi's? I just said. We're not getting to Rashi's daughters because nobody ever confirmed whether the legend or not. If they did, they fine. Did. It's not us, sir. And if they it's didn't... It's not even clear if Rashi uh, had daughters. It doesn't even pay to discuss. It doesn't even pay to discuss. We're not going to discuss it. When, when, the, when the shears, when the shears only 29 minutes, that's why I said uh, it's not even, it's, it's far from not confirmed. It's like you say, svek, 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 svek. So we have one, we have one case, Micha Bashal. And all the other, what? That's why I just, well, they won't say it anymore, hopefully after tonight. So, Lamaisa, uh, Lamaisa, the Tiger Medicine, is saying this goes under the Pusik as another Daraisa. Even if we don't pass it like it, it's clear in the mouth, we don't. The technically will be mutter. If it's coming up now, it's problematic for the background of what's going on in the world at large on uh, why they're pushing for this. And um, I don't blame the people who are asking for it. I blame the people that are pushing such an agenda. And you can't possibly have an Ali and Ruchnius if that's not what is Ratzon Hashem. So if you put on a talus and you feel, and if you read some of these interviews, which you shouldn't, but I have to read all this stuff because occasionally uh, uh, it's just to be able to give share in it. But if you read the stuff, they say, I, any area, whatever I do, nothing gives me the high as when I put on tefillin and tzitzis. Well, that's strange because you have so many mitzvahs. Why doesn't anything else give you a high? The answer is maybe because you've been told that this is where you're going to really stick it to them and you're going to show who's who and... Well, that's, um, that's a huge problem, beyond huge. And, um, and there, are, there are things that are being done that are uh, not stomp connected to the Messiah, but are, end up undoing everything else in the Messiah as well. That's the reason we don't do it today, not because this Targum Yannis. Some of the Targum is a shita, and there's no reason to start up with it for no good reason. I'm sure we'll have occasion to get back to that. Let's go to Rabbeinu Bachayim. In Hay, same page, page two. So, Rabbi Machaya is going to give you what will be a uh, panoramic view of various shitas as we get into the sugya over the next uh, few weeks. You will see where these shitas exist and where it's a machlekes. Manakasav, Kli, Zayim, and Isha. 
he starts off with something we were going to think is an interesting thing to start off with, but we pass on like the shita, that they can't wear guns. They can't wear, in the olden days, uh, uniform, armor, carry a spear. That is the domain of men, part of the general movement in the past uh, five, six decades in the Western world as to integrate and to try to prove that whatever we're doing, they can do, and, and whatever they're doing, we can do, and it's all one, uh, one human race with absolutely no chilik whatsoever, and any chilik you might happen to notice is just you know, arbitrary and coincidental, which is like, if you live in any other era, would, you don't know whether to laugh or cry. That's such a ridiculous contention. But Lamaisa, war now, as uh, we've seen, is um, something that's not only uh, necessary and tragic, but it's become very political. Because now in the U.S. Army, and unfortunately a very big problem in the Israeli Army, uh, they're always working toward integration, more integration, and total integration. And I think we discussed this once in this year, maybe in the Hukoseyam topic. Uh, the American soldiers in basic training are complaining that, I don't know if anybody here ever went to basic training, probably not, but uh, you did, in the American army? In Israel. In, okay, so I don't know what they do in Israel, but in America, you have to like run many miles with a supply pack that weighs 50 pounds, and like this is before you even start really training, you've got to be in tip-top shape, you need to start about the muscle tone, which by and large, uh, females don't have, and they're not supposed to have, and we're not holding it against them, because that's not their nature, they're not supposed to be fighting Muhammad, as the Gemara says. And the men were complaining in the U.S. Army that we couldn't even, like, pass go without um, stopping because chivalry is not dead and picking it up and running with it. Now we're carrying 75 pounds or 80 pounds because we, they were fainting, uh, which is, and that's a problem. So then they redesigned the program to fit what they, well, then that's, you're aiming for equality, so where's the equality? Wow, wait a minute, exact equality, we've got to make it, uh, got to make it doable. Even if you play with all those things, the biggest problem you have in the army in Israel is the Pusik rarely says such a such a, a, a tough statement in terms of the realities. But the Pusik says you gotta be extra careful, you gotta be careful about Sneas in all the areas of life. You have to be extra careful, Tafka, when you're fighting a war in the Jewish army. The Pusik says if there's preachers of any form, Vashov the Shina Rahmal and will depart. If there's any, it's all the dinim we learn out about being mechasset tzayim eretz ayim and ever all are all learned out from an army on maneuvers. That's the worst. It's dangerous. Forget it's It's just dangerous to have male and female together in the mix because you're going to create a situation where, uh, in the best case scenario, you're going to be triggering things which are usher and dangerous. Sakonis the farshas mamish, and that's. One of the biggest problems today, and uh, one of the biggest problems of uh, they're still fighting about it, and they're fighting even the ones that do go into the army are from, and they're complaining that they were promised no female structures, no coalition, no this, and, and no, nothing's really working too well, and that's uh, that's a big issue, and that's a big issue. And that that's a big issue for what they're wearing, because besides the fact that they're in the units, which creates a grave sakana, and thousands of isurim on a daily basis, you're also just by giving the uniform, the gun, the whole thing, is already in Isdaraisa, and that's the Cholodeus. To carry a gun is in Isdaraisa. Our Maisha will get to in due time, as Shuvah is if they need a 
a pistol and they live in the uh, West Bank and they uh, can be dangerous and they're traveling. Can they, can they have it? Can they carry it? Yes. The, the short answer is yes. It's a very long tshuva because it's all about the sugya and we will get to it in Mitzvah Shem in due time. But that's Sakhan Safasha. So then either say, well, what do you have to live there? Or Ramesha discuss that also. And, but Ramesha, he says, a makam where it's warranted and you need it. But joining the army to have such a uniform and carry that around is Asr, and then it seems going to Taina that they're two separate Isurim carrying the weapons, just the uniform, the whole getup is in Isdaraisa, and fighting even without the weapons is a separate, it's not their domain, it's not part of the job description, and unfortunately it is for the men, but that's the way it goes. You gotta, you know, you gotta take uh, the, the job description and the role for whatever Hashem uh, had in mind, Kaviyachal. So, the first shita, which is going to be all those of Yaakov and the Gemara, is that they can't uh, carry weapons and uh, special, which we're not going to get to now, and don't not come to the shir because of this. But there is um, there is a possibility in America for people to get gun licenses, as we all know. And I happen to know certain neighborhoods where certain people very from have gun licenses in Canada, and to have a gun license to retain, you have to go practice every once in a while, and you got to be in good uh, form. And I've been asked already, believe it or not, uh, it's a nice Sunday afternoon activity, can my wife come? Sounds like a simple question. Most people wouldn't even think to ask it unless you're learning the sugya. But like any sugya which you get into, you realize that there's some very serious shots people don't know about. Like, come along doesn't mean come along to have a picnic. It means come along so she can hold a gun and practice because it's looks interesting, it looks like fun. Well, it's certainly going to be a serious shayla. Uh, what the answer might be, if you, it's no gay to a spouse of yours or a sister or sister-in-law, ask me beforehand, it's not getting to it for a while. This but is skeet, just the... Skeet shooting isn't, uh, what? Skeet shooting is just for fun. It's like going to an arcade. They can't hold a gun. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's the problem. Well, can they? That's going to be, that's going to be the shayla. <laughs> so of all the shaylas, you know, it's been a long goal as Halavai, I guess it's good, we're even having these shaylas in Europe, I guess they wouldn't let them hold guns because Jews weren't allowed to hold guns. I don't know. But uh, this is a real American trailer. Uh, like a plate gun? What? Not even a plate gun? On perm, if it's clear that it's plastic and it has one of those little plastic holes you can put water in, that would be okay. Um, but anything that looks like the real deal is going to be an issue. So I'm just throwing that. We're going to get to all these under separate covers. I just want to throw out to see you know not to, as we're going to get to it. Yeah. But this isn't about not wearing it. Like there too, then it's safe. It depends how you hold. It means it's part of once you wearing it and possibly holding it. That's what we're going to get to. All these, this, each one of these things I'm mentioning is a separate week. Uh, these are they're very details, and you have to see our Moshe has long tubes on these. Yeah. Self defense is fine. Uh, wearing a black belt. Is a black belt a man's black belt? Well, I don't know. That's uh, maybe yeah, maybe not. That's a good question, but you can wear you can practice self defense without the belt. You don't have to put anything on to practice self self defense. No, so if they live in a place where they absolutely need it, that's really Baruch Hashem now only in Agaya and parts of Eretz Israel. If you live in America in a place where you need it on a daily basis, I would move to Muncie. Or something like that. I, that that's pretty. Uh, I don't know any neighborhood Jews living in. They need a gun to get home. Okay, yeah. so we'll see. We'll see what the heck there is. Uh, if you know from people in Los Angeles who carry guns when they go to they go to their house and they move around just because they should sell their house, and uh, I, I don't know anybody. Uh, 
I don't know anybody like that. Uh, could be. Okay. Okay. So we're going to get to it. If it's Ramesh's hand, time gets mutter. We'll get to the lambdas still later. Okay. So let's continue. Man al-Kasakli Zayim and Isha. Kadei shalateitze second line of Muhammad v'yei siba liznus. Interesting. So Abed Abachaya puts in, most of us should say Pashup shot is that it's a man's role. So mainly you're going to have a problem already of Kli Gevra Elisha. That's already enough in Israel. The Brad Machai just added, and by the way, this is also part of the Dereisa of the time of the Quran here, is to avoid having them anywhere near the army, because if you, you're looking at men in the army, and then you have women there in the army, uh, that's not going to be good for anybody. And the hedge of this whole thing is against being in a matzah where it's going to be creating a matzah of Znus, or Yetzirah for that. We're going to pass in the independent Isser, but he's giving you, um, there's a sheet that holds it's only when you actually go to Nimzai, but every maskin that it's Xavier the Rice, as I described last night, just my uh, usage of that, uh, of that slogan. Uh, always means Arias. So there's not only applies to clothing and weapons and the like, it applies to jewelry because there are men who wore jewelry throughout the ages, different types, and this, this will become, which as we get into it further, we'll update for America, but there were times when men wore, Hashra men wore signet rings, as in Yasef and Sadiq and Pyro, and um, he wasn't Hashra, but his status was, and and they wore different types of, there was clearly uh, jewelry categories that were for men, or maybe even men only, because look at Chet Edel. The men took off their um, jewelry. So there's not an Isser Dereza there. At a time where it's not in vogue, uh, certainly for Yidin, which I who we judge by, again, all these are separate subtopics. So then it becomes an issue. Kigan Liris, Bamara, Kiyetzibazes. It's interesting. The example he gives, he's talking about <coughs> jewelry, but then he goes on to things that are used as cachet, things used to put on makeup, not just the makeup itself, not just the mascara, things used to put on makeup, like looking in a mirror. So in the times of yesteryear, it assumes the Pashid that it would be an Isdereza for a man to look in a mirror. Why would a man want to look in a mirror? A lady's supposed to look in a mirror and see if she looks nice. Why would a man look in a mirror? What, what is he vain? What, what, let him, uh, what? It's filling. Uh, it happens to be <laughs> there are many you will never go into Vishnu's Satmar or Square here and see a man looking at a mirror uh, to make sure it's filling this right you will see it in Lutzvisha places in yeshivas nothing wrong um, if you're nervous it's not in the right place so so the again it's hard I'm Rabbeinu Bachai is saying it, so I'm discussing this first, I would have gotten to this example later, but Rabbeinu Bachai is saying it because it was true for most of history, now there's no Issa Dereza for a man to look in the mirror. Um, famous Maisa with the Satmarov, he once showed a picture of him to him, and I looked at him and said, hmm, looks like a Haim <laughs> uh, He wasn't joking, he, he never looked at a mirror, he doesn't know what he looks like. That sounds funny to us. But, uh, so now, where we live in the age of the printed media, and we have all these magazines and done pictures, that, but there was a time not that long ago where even when it was mutter for the masses, many Tamilcham didn't. What's the problem? So you're saying, well, how do you go out? So the Gemara says, for the base Hanasi, 
they had a special heter for them to look in mirrors because they were going to discuss very important things for Klai with government officials and they had to look extra nice. So for the Beis HaNasi, who wouldn't have done it even when it was mutter for the Hamanam, for them they mounted it. Took haircuts, okay, I know, it's a special haircut. When you take a haircut, I suggest, if you're giving yourself a haircut, I suggest you use a mirror. Um, even though then they, but they give whatever. If there's, if there's a guy giving you a haircut, you better use a mirror because they were. But it's clear from all these sources there was a time when nobody did it, the men, and there was a time where even though the Hamanam did it, but Tamidacham didn't, and the Beis Hanasi had to use it because they had to go out and meet important people. So you're asking what happens if you didn't clean your face? The answer is the Gemara never counseled you not to wash your face before you go out. The Gemara just said you don't need a mirror for that. He's saying, maybe you do. He says, the downside's not that big. You're not meeting with the Roman emperor. So, so you're meeting with another guy for business? So the good news is, he didn't look in a mirror either. <laughs> so what's the problem? <laughs> he's going to you know well, let you know before I close this deal. Can you please wash your face? Okay, so then you, you, then you use the man's room. They had man's room then, but it wasn't just generic. And, uh, your wife will let you know. It's another reason to get married. Okay. <laughs> That's another reason to get married. Now you understand why it's Ben Shemana Esel Chupa. The sooner the better, right? So, other good reasons also. A man can't leave the house looking up. So, what was that? A man can't leave the house looking up. Now he can't. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying. But you want to, you know, you're smiling because you understand what the Gemara is getting at. We've been so brainwashed by this. Is that, what do you mean? There's not a question today of looking at a mirror. It's a question of how long you stand in front of the mirror. And by the way, that's true. Even in Tinsalimeth Mutter today, which we assume it is, it's going to be certainly uh, an issue getting very close to the line if the men are standing in front of the mirror as long as the women are. Because there are gradations. Tikkun Isha means you can't be as into your looks and into your whatever you're into in Tikkun Isha like they're doing it. So you say, Nasat Tavrach Lashirim. You say, I have to figure out when not to get too into it. So what happened was years ago, women didn't go out to work. Okay, that's the reason you're asking Akasha they shouldn't have to oh, look in mirrors either. Oh no, you can solve that. Your wife is working much too hard or she's leaving the house before you are. Or you're not working hard enough, one of the two. I'm saying if they're going out now, I should leave to work five minutes after she does. And I'm asking you, why is your wife not home when you're leaving to work? You'll talk to me afterwards. Uh, somebody's working too hard over there. Uh, but, uh, okay. Let's continue. The base on us, he needed it because they were looking at uh, people, dignitaries, and dignitaries were looking at them, and they were dealing with them, and they had to make sure they were on their... Their best, uh, well, the best behavior was Dover Pasha, but they had to look their best. Shma minei sha'asu hu l'shabadeldim shishtaklu b'amara. Even when it was mutter, but Tzmenacham didn't do it, but for them they had to be mekel. L'fishu kishute anashim, because that is for women. Ela imken haya sefer. Sefer here doesn't mean a sefer. If I was a sefer, I have to look at the mirror. You should be in a higher madrek. A sefer here means like a safar, like a barber. If you're getting a haircut, then there are tam shetil l'staka de l'chazik kayacharus. Or there's something wrong with his skin. He has a condition of whatever. Or he wants to look at his face to see how he's feeling. Meaning sometimes a good doctor can look at the face and see. And it seems he wants to see what his complexion looks like without going to the doctor. So if there's any need, then it's mutter. 
That's not what we mean when we look in the mirror that is normally Pito Yetzahara and Derech Taiva. Void Amar Abbasain is all. Gemar and Shabbos, Sadi Dalar Amabez. Likit Lavanas means If a person takes a white hair out from his black hair, Chayim Mishum Layubash Gevesim Lasisha. The Gemar that talks about the shear of how many hairs you have to cut to be Chayim on Shabbos. Achatas, the shear is two. And then the Gemara says, and if you take one white hair from among the black hairs, that's already taken off that that's the shear now, only one hair. And then the Gemara adds, and by the way, you can't even do that on Tuesday, because that is the Yubish. So again, what you're all going to ask, which we will discuss uh, the next uh, month or two, is, well, does that change now? If all the men, for good or for bad, for better or for worse, are doing that, so it's no longer the domain of Nashim, is that true? Is that not true? Uh, don't be so quick to assume that, and that's why we're going to have to examine that. Vaidarsha Rabbasainazal. Kima Shaharga Yalasisra. We're going to end with this quickly and pick up with this next week because he's quoting, Rashi quotes this in the Gemara, we're going to see. Yalashas Khaivrakani. Great Tzadeka saved Klai Yisrael. If you recall, Sisra came to fight, and uh, Devar and Barak came to fight him. The whole army was in disarray, and they all got killed. And the leader, Sisra, who was a Russian Musha and a confirmed convicted, well, they didn't convict him yet, but uh, Russian Musha, he's a Raydif, and they got to get rid of him. So they're chasing him, and he got away. And they're chasing the rest of the army, and they're killing everybody, but he got away. So she realized that, and where she lived, Eishas Chaver Akeni is descendants of Yisrael, and they were still on good terms politically with him, even though they were Jewish, according to Mosma Farshim. And Yal was Jewish, husband was Jewish, the Bnei Kani, the Bnei Yisrael, made it big in Klai Yisrael. They became Rashi Sanhedrin, they learned by Asniel ben Kanaz, they amazed Nefesh to go out and learn the Midbar. So she saw an opportunity, he was taking a shortcut through their neighborhood, and she had the good sense and the forward thinking to invite him in, in order to get him tired enough to kill him in his sleep. So he doesn't have to come back like a bad penny. And you'll say, the war's over. What does make? The answer is, the man's dangerous. Picture uh, Hitler, he's running away. You want to get rid of him. I don't care if the third right, you just want to get rid of him. So this guy was killing Hidden. It's all why he was, a, he was a sworn enemy. So she invites him in. She gives him some milk. I guess he would be too smart to take schnapps. I don't know if you're still using warm milk to put yourself to sleep, but uh, milk makes you a little drowsy. And then she, a chiddush, like Esther, so all going to lead into Perm. She was Mazana, she's Eishasish. The Kitzer, she came to kill him. I say Mazana, by the way, and I posit she had a head of this, not the purview of the year now to understand what that was. When we discuss Esther, we'll discuss that. Lamaisa, which came to, he was asleep, fast asleep, came to kill him. No, very dangerous, this guy. Just explain, that's why you have to get rid of him. And you can't, even though his army's destroyed. What's the quickest way to get rid of him? She doesn't have a gun. Nice sharp sword. And you only have one shot, and he can wake up at any moment. Especially if you miss once and like you hurt him and he wakes up. She didn't take a sword. She took a peg, like a tent peg, with a hammer. And I don't, nobody ever did this before, I hope. <laughs> to kill somebody, you gotta hit the soft part in the forehead. She has one shot, and she's a lady, and she never did this before either, and most men never do this. And she's gotta take this and hit it hard enough to kill him. Chiddush Niflag, that she would take a risk like that. Even a sword is a risk. He can wake up. And the way doing the sword, oh, nothing, just, uh, just uh, cleaning it. Standing here with, the, with this peg and a hammer is probably even more incriminating. She did it anyway, Baruch Hashem, it worked. She killed him on the spot. Never woke up again. 
and she saved Klai Yisrael. Question is, why did she do that? So, the hint here, she killed him with a yatsed v'lohagu b'sakin, sakin means a sword, mishum lo'yakli gev alisha, because she shouldn't be lifting a sword, because it is the reisa. So if you can kill him with a peg, a tent peg is not a weapon. We're going to discuss that at length, we will continue next week.